Hi there! Stay tuned till the end of the episode for a little piece of bonus content we put together just for you. A little sneak peek, if you will. I'm not going to give anything away though, especially about it being a prequel camp- Uh... Shit. I did it again. Can we record that? We'll just fix it in post. Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Emily. Hello. Jordan. Hey. Justin. Hey, yo. And Nicole. Sup? At the end of every episode, I name a Village Idiot, and that person has to do the recap on next week's episode. Last week's Village Idiot was Scar, played by Nicole, for lighting a fire to alert Lizardfolk back to the camp that they were in. And they all came back and they were very hostile and chased them away. Yeah. So, Nicole, what happened last week? So, the week before, at the very end, we had awakened Amoferic, and he told us that there was a prophecy that we needed to go rescue the twins because the other one had fallen, the one that we saw in the shade pocket. So then he started telling us, we started asking him questions and he was like, told us the prophecy about the wicked one and all this other stuff that I can't remember. Something about a dreamer and a field of blood or sacrifice altar. I don't know. And so we were heading back to the ship and we stopped in that second village that we went to where we fought the lizard shaman guy and put the attunement stones that we had in the twins. And now they're following me around, which is dope. Then we went back to the ship and it was all done and pretty and had parts that were made of bone. And Drew said goodbye to her, like uh, her people, her follow, her posse, not posse, she has a crew, her crew. And uh, said that she would be back for her bone throne. And then we all got on the boat and sailed away. Said bye to the Bulwark Isles. Yes, that is correct. You set sail into the sunset. The Bulwark Isles are now behind you. If you recall, you all had a, a realization that one of the Amos had fallen. One of the four Amos, correct? Yes. Amo Gelt. Yeah, I'm a guilt. I don't know if you all remember this or not, but I will remind you now that uh, Amo Farrick uh, said that you all would probably need to find the writings of Halartha Shadeseeker. Oh yeah, that's why we gotta go to the archives where the Warkeeper places. Yes, Halartha Shadeseeker is the Augur of the Incarnate, as she was called. You found her tomb, and she had the purple keystone to open the uh, the way to Amalfaric's vault. So, you all are setting sail for where? It's changed so many times now. Where would y'all like to go? Are we going to go to the archives? Are we going straight there? Is that the question, right? 
Fira, the captain of the Mayfly, was planning on going to the Mithril Peninsula. You all were trying to get to the Harbor Coast, and now you are finding that you need to get these, the writings of the, the auger, uh, so that you might find out some more information. So you've got a few places where you could decide to go, uh, but it is ultimately up to you. At this point, you've been traveling for, uh, you're just getting out of the, um, the shallows of the Bulwark Isles and you're out on open sea and Fira looks to all of you and she's asking, where are we, where are we going? Huh? Any ideas? Well. It's helpful. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, I pulled up the map for anyone listening. The archives are landlocked. The archives are landlocked. They are surrounded by Lux. Yeah, to get to the archives, we'd have to go through Lux. What's what's that little part that connects where it says Mithril Peninsula to toward yeah that. That's an isthmus. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. Thank word. you for the lesson. You're welcome. <laughs> I look up a lot of different geological feature terms when I'm making my maps, and I. Very, very much intends to make them at least sound good. She's got to go to the Mithril Peninsula. So, I mean, we couldn't we just get dropped off at the Mithril Peninsula and make our way into the archives through that isthmus? Or I'm zooming in on the map uh, that Justin has up. Map available on the website at villageidiotspodcast.com. Lux, it looks, it appears to be bordered by four different districts or boroughs hmm. yeah i don't really see a way to get in without going through lux which i mean that's not that big of a problem is it okay well that's why i'm zooming in on the map so you all are in the Bul- bulwark isles which is in the southeastern part of the continent of alari uh, you are very close to ilar's birth in order to get up to the archives there is only one way up by foot so you can come in, there's a southern entrance to the archives from the, the southern tip of Lux, and you go through these various gates and plateaus, and you eventually find yourself in the, the archives themselves. The archives are a joint place of study, and also um, you can think of it as like the, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., the, the National Mall. So there are tons of museums and places for the public to go and, you know, learn about stuff from the past and future and, well, not, well, you know what? It's magic. Maybe future. Um, <laughs> it's a smaller section. Past, present, and future. Uh, and, you know, there's there's just a lot of information held there. The, um, the study portion of the archives is on the western side of the borough itself. So the central and the eastern bits of the the archives are free for the well, it's free for the public and it's also open to the public as well. There are also zoos and aquariums and all that kind of stuff too. So since she's going to the Mithril Peninsula, wouldn't she just be able to drop us off at that little part? Then we could go on foot. I mean, how's Sokoba doing? And and uh why can't I remember? Ward. Ward. God, I keep forgetting they're with us. Yes, I'm glad that you asked because I was going to uh, give you an update on them as well. Sokoba is doing better. She is shaky on her feet, but she is able to stand now. Ord, uh, his 
you know, his left arm is still in that sling from that magical damage that he took from Kelvin when he was saving you all. So he is still incapacitated, or he's not incapacitated, but he's at a disadvantage, we'll say. And they are with you on the boat. So they'll talk to you a little later on, but they are doing, Sokova herself is doing better uh, and Ord is fine. So to answer your question, there are ways to get, there are, you know, docks that you could land in Lux and make your way up to the archives, most notably probably on the eastern shore, because that is the closest entrance up to the the path up into the archives itself. Uh, that's hugs the northeastern side of the, the borough. And what's the trip like? Like, how long does it take? It takes the better part of a day. By cart, it would take a few days by foot. I mean, we've got some gems and stuff that we could probably hawk in the port for trade for a cart. Or People in Lux would probably pay a pretty penny for all that stuff. I also noticed that to the northwest corner of Lux, there's a, a connection from the Harbor Coast to Lux. What is that? Yeah, what is that structure? Right here, this channel. Mm-hmm. So the Harbor Coast, actually, um, this is, we're going to get political, folks. The Harbor Coast is the merchant's borough. And so they very desperately wanted to control portions of, they, they want to basically control all the waterways that they can. And so through the centuries of um, going back and forth with Lux for territory on the northern shore, the Harbor Coast actually came in possession of the Luxon Canal, which connects the Mirror Sea with Lake Lux. Here on the map, if you look very closely, Lake Lux is the, the biggest lake in all of Alari. And there is only one way to get over the canal, and that's a, a big bridge. The Harbor Coast owns all of that, much to the dismay of the Luxon populace. Hmm. Interesting. It's a uh, high taxes to get from Eastern Lux to Western Lux, especially by that route. If you uh, don't want to take the circuitous route either around Lake Lux or by boat across the lake itself. Gotcha. Logistically, is there any way on that isthmus? Is there any way through it, or do you have to go around the Mithril Peninsula? You have to go around if you're going by boat. If you wanted to go by foot, you could make dock on the isthmus and then go by foot on the other way and charter another boat on the other side. Mm-hmm. I feel like our best bet is to ask Fear to drop us off on that eastern side and, and try to hawk a gem and, and grab a cart and it'll take us like a day. I agree with that. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that I'm on board with that plan. Well, I'm, I'm on board with that plan as well. And we can figure it out once we make dock that works yeah it's a uh, real convenient that that entrance into the archives is right there so that makes the most sense yeah so then that's so then we say that to Fira. we're like okay would, would you mind dropping us off on that the east coast of lux is that what it is yeah i can i can drop you all off and we can take our cargo and part ways um i'd be uh, lying if I said I wouldn't uh, miss these things. And she gestures at the shield colossi. <laughs> they freak me out. Uh, they stare at her deadpan. Uh, 
You get used to them after a while. <laughs> so the plan is to get to the eastern shore of Lux and then head on up to the archives. So you relay that plan to Fira. She sets the course and um, everyone's starting moving around the, the ship. Uh, the, the bone may fly. The, the, whatever you all want to re, rename the ship. The bone fly. The, yeah, that, that sounds good. Fira <laughs> renames it the Bonefly. She, you can see her talking to um, Jeff, the dwarf, about getting it repainted once they dock in the Mithril Peninsula. He knows a guy, apparently. They'll do it on the cheap. <laughs> so, uh, at that point, Ord comes up to you, and he's got a small bundle in his hands. Uh, so, uh, quite the adventure on that on that island, huh? You have no idea, man. And then I kind of, like, gesture to the rest of the these guys, to Drew and Agmir and Saf, and I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but right after we uh, destroyed Joss the dragon and we got protected after that explosion, I had the craziest dream. It wasn't really a dream. It was like a memory. I It was the day that I became a copper mantle, and... Uh, why can't I remember his name? Perdor Farinor. That's it. I knew he had a weird name. Uh, and it was <laughs> Perdor. Perdor was was my golden mantle in my district, and he was there and put my mantle on me, and he was congratulating me and shaking my hand. And then I saw him talking to some shadowy figure, and he disappeared through a door. So I followed him through the door, and as soon as I opened the door, I saw him laying dead on the floor the night that he was discovered. And then I woke up and I was with you guys and I heard Drew scream and it was really crazy. I couldn't, we didn't really have time to talk about it because, you know, we were still trying to find things and then we found Amalfaric and that whole thing was crazy. <laughs> so like. Yeah, that was, it was pretty crazy. And Agamir's kind of messing with the dragon scales in his bag. It's like, he looks up and he's like, I, uh, like glances over at Fira. I'm like, I had a memory. I was just back at the academy with Fira. Late for a test. <laughs> I haven't thought about those days in years. I hear them start talking about the memories they had, and I start tearing up. I say, I had a memory of my grandfather. We need to find him. I can't deal with this anymore. I have dreams about him getting tortured, and I don't want... I have nightmares about him getting tortured in real life and in-game. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> this is in character and out of character at the same time. <laughs> yes. So I, uh, I start crying and and I start and I sit down with my legs crossed. I'm gonna like pat her on the head and be like, "It's okay." What about you, Drew? I mean, we all heard you scream. Like, or was that was that? Did you experience the same thing as us? Drew looks around and she she kind of she's like I don't exactly remember what I saw or what exactly happened. I I think my mom's in trouble, and I don't know how to explain why, but I think I need to know where she is. Do you know how to contact her? Nope. When's the last time you've seen your mom? Um, about ten years ago. But for elves, that's not really weird. We live a long time. Seth kind of raises her eyebrow. 
10 years ago? 10 years. I d- 10 years ago about I decided to stay behind uh, in Ilar's birth when I found the catacombs and I had she was she went on and I have not seen her since um, she usually comes back about every decade or so so it's she's overdue but I wasn't worried until now hmm. did something happen to her in your your memory I have reason to believe the shepherd has her and I don't know why oh well oh well we uh We'll start trying to find out what we can. This is some pretty heavy stuff. It's Ord. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I was just going to give you these. And he hands you um, he hands you each uh, a conch shell. It's about uh, three inches. It's, it's not like a full-size conch shell. It's small enough that it could fit in a satchel or a pocket. Is it a magical conch shell? Uh, I mean, I... Had to pick up a few tricks being part of Tesvig's honor guard, so I'm able to craft these out of any sort of mundane object. I'm sure you're familiar with them as he hands them to you. They're like the sending stone that Tesvig gave you. Wow. Oh. So you can use it once a day, and you can send a message, and whoever you send a message to can reply to you, and, you know... Each one of them has that power, so... Like, if we get separated, we can communicate with each other? Yeah, yeah, that's... That's about that's about it. So, it's it, they're attuned to each other, and I have one as well, so... Um, they can speak to each other however you, you'd like. Very cool. I kind of want to ask Sokoba, now that I was thinking about that dream, that memory that I had, I kind of want to ask, like, um, hey, Sokoba, what do you remember about when Peridor was found dead? Well, it had been a long night for me. Um, I was out on on patrol with uh, some of the, the other senior copper mantles um, from my district, and I got the message that Peridor had been found dead. And so I... I I got to the scene as soon as I could. I mean, it took me a few days, but I wasn't really able to glean much information more than what the the coppers of his district had already found. You were a golden mantle at this point, right? Yeah. I've been uh, a golden mantle under Tasvig for the last... <sighs> well, I guess she starts to tear up a little bit when she starts thinking of Tasvig again. Uh, well, I I walk up to her and I kind of put my hand on her shoulder, on her arm, and I like do the cute hold your hand kind of comforting thing. She holds your hand back and squeezes your hand a little bit because she saw you crying too. Oh. I feel like because our original task was to uh, go undercover and see if we could find out if Sokoba or Calvin had anything to do with it. Obviously, we know Calvin's the bad guy. So he, like, so, I mean, I feel like we figured that he must have been the one to kill Peridor. Or maybe he got someone else to do it or something. But, like... I mean, either way, he's for sure involved. Yeah, when I had that dream memory thing, I felt like it was super significant that I needed to, like, figure out how he died. Like, exactly what happened. Well, I feel like 
the archives have to have answers to some of these questions. How how are we gonna? You know, we're on the run, guys. Calvin's probably making a big stink and probably throwing our names all around. So we might, and then we know that some of the war keepers can't be trusted after what we went through in Fellows. So, like, how do you guys think we should go about this? Well, there's there's several things that stick out to me. Kelvin knew my grandfather. He brought him up several times. And the uh, expedition that my grandfather went on was organized by a lore keeper. I'm racking my brain trying to think of his name. Yeah, Karen Dene. Karen Dene, yeah, that's correct. I was just listening to the prequel, that's why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I didn't know you knew that. Dorena Ravenridge had told me. Oh, okay. And I wrote her a letter when we got to Fellows. Um, I don't know if she ever received it. But in it, I said that Kelvin... Something was untrustworthy about Kelvin. So now she knows something having to do with him. Yes. I'm like wondering, I'm wondering how we want to go about, you know, like we're going to we're gonna have to be super undercover, right? We're going to have to be Pr- pretty undercover. We're fugitives and fellows. I don't know. We don't know how, what kind of reach Kelvin has yet. I mean, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't underestimate him clearly. Yeah. We've done that once. <laughs> Never again. Kelvin has been named the um, uh, interim consul of fellows as well. Uh, Which means that his reach is even worse than being a golden mantle. Yeah. A few episodes ago, I uh, I slipped up and said that he was promoted to golden mantle. He was already a golden mantle. He has been promoted to interim consul. So he sits on the chamber of 12 right now. Yeah, which means we got to be hella careful. And then that lore keeper guy... From the Shade Pocket uh, expedition team. Saloran. Saloran was totes in on the whole thing. And was there when Kelvin knocked us out the first time. So we know that he has several lore keepers at least in his pocket. Yeah. And then that means if your grandfather's expedition was made up by a lore keeper, like con- contracted by a lore keeper, then... Maybe we'll be able to find record of that expedition. It's true. It's true. So Sokoba had been with... Well, hold on. Let me just talk as Sokoba. So I'd been with Tasvig for 14 years. So I was the um, the gold mantle that had the longest tenure with him. So it, it's um, it's hard, you know? Even in the short time that we were with him, it was clear that he was uh, an amazing person. He really was. I continue to hold her hand. I squeeze a little harder. You see a single tear fall from her cheek, and it splashes on your hand. I rest my head against her forearm. She she lets it happen. What what happens next? I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> Word comes up, puts a blanket around. <laughs> so, you all were trying to get more info out of 
Ord and Sokoba. Do you want to try and get anything else, or are you still talking about the plan once you hit Lux and head up to the archives? Or do you generally know what you want to do? I'm going to say that there's probably posters up of us, so we should find some way of disguising ourselves. That'll probably come in handy. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything as an... So, Saf, is there any kind of an object that you could craft that could, like, disguise either part of our facial features or something like that as an artificer? Our first step is going to be getting there and trading those gems for money. Yeah. And then we could probably make a decision on how to proceed from there, depending on how much money we get for the gems. Yeah. I definitely want to give a gem to Fira for her troubles. <laughs> yeah. I just want to check in with Saf about this beforehand, because if, if it's something that takes time to, or materials to craft, we've got, we'll have some time. Here's two spell possibilities that we might want to take advantage of. So we have a second level spell, Alter Self, which is just myself. But if I, Nathan, if you said I crafted something that made me taller, that I could disguise myself as a human or anything. A humanoid that was the same size. That's what you can do. Yeah, Yeah, if you had some sort of like exosuit that um, made you a medium size, then I would allow Alter Self to make you a medium sized person. Perfect. And then I also have invisibility, which is technically supposed to be one person, but if I cast a spell of a, using a spell slot third level or higher, I don't think I have one of those yet, but you can target one additional creature for each slot level above second. Yeah, there's like six of us though, so. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. But maybe I can turn Sokoba invisible. She's like the most recognizable out of all of us, right? Well, the way that Ord was talking with you and giving you these sending shells. I don't think they're uh, coming with us. It doesn't seem like they're going to be tagging along on the adventure. They're going to try and lay low and keep each other safe and healthy. Are they going to be making landfall with us in Lux, though? Yeah, they'll be nearby. Oh, but that's okay. why he's giving us... The, I was wondering why he was giving us the stones. I was thinking about that. Like, I bet they're not going to come with us. Yeah, that's the uh, the, the kind of gist that you got. And he did not mention having a one of these sending shells for um, Sokoba either. Which means they'll be together. Yeah. So... One thing that clerics can do, which is neat, is they have access to all of the cleric spell list whenever they... They can change their spell list whenever they want. So Drew might have something that can help with your uh, desire to go unnoticed. So I imagine that you all talk about all of this uh, during the course of your voyage. And sleep. (laughs) Yeah, and sleep. You have long rested. You are feeling pretty good. You all are, you know, you just leveled up recently, so you haven't leveled up again, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? So this is enough time to put together my thunder cannon pistol combination, right? Correct. So you've got some downtime if you all want to do some stuff. For those of you who want to make... Is anyone proficient in leatherworking or anything if you want to make that dragon scale hide armor or anything like that? No. 
<laughs> I have two times proficiency, but I would need a toolkit for it. Well, someone on the boat surely has a toolkit because they put this boat back together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to spend some downtime getting proficient with my whip. Is that what they call it nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great euphemism. I'm getting proficient in my whip. Right? That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh... So yeah, that's enough time to make your your thundle uh, thundle thunder <laughs> pistols. It, it's enough time for Agamir to gain proficiency in the whip. I'll say, Scar, anything that you want to do? Did my my uh my spear what the fuck trident thing grow back too? Oh yeah, it grows back uh, at the end of every day. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Or no, not at, at the end of every day. At the end of every combat, it regenerates. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you can use that skewer ability once per combat. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's pretty awesome. I was just going to take that dragon stuff and see if someone can make me something. Because I don't have any proficiency in making shit. You can try picking up another language from one of the crew. Can I just like spend time with the shield things and see what they can they do with me? Or is it just like they just follow me around like Mando did? I'll, I'll allow you to kind of drill with them and see how they move. And so I'll say that during that time, since you've been doing all that drilling, seeing how they've been doing, that you have, quote, proficiency in shield colossi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they get some sort of benefit in combat. Dope. Yeah, I like that. Wow. We'll work out the details on that later. That isn't very good podcast stuff. But, uh, yeah, some benefit for uh, the Shield Colossi following you, the twins. Yeah, I got two of them. That makes me feel so badass. Like, they're just standing behind me, one on either side, and I'm like, what's up, come at me. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, you want to go? <laughs> if Scar is able to find someone to do to craft armor out of the scales or the hide, would I, could I as well? Uh, yeah, no one on the boat really knows how to craft anything like that. So you'd have to find a, a spot in town. Okay. If we're going to luck, so all the fancy people are there. I feel like someone's going to have to know how to do dragon hide stuff. It's true. And so long as you've got the coin, you have the feeling they're not going to ask many questions. Another question, just kind of about the world then. So I feel like the citizens of Lux would probably be pretty targeted by thieves in general or um, thiefy types. Like, thiefy types. Thiefy. <laughs> thiefy types. Thiefy types. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I know thieves can't. Can I, like, when we, whenever we do make dock, can I, like, keep an eye out for that? I don't know how thieves can't really, like, I've read it a few times in the handbook. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's where you can hear, there like, there will be messages left behind. Nah, I'm, that's a really good idea, though, keeping a pulse on the underworld. Yeah, it's like a secret thief thief language. Like you go into a like we go into a bed and breakfast or an inn, and we see like on the door there's like a little scratchy mark. You know that that means that this this one's gonna get robbed tonight. We shouldn't stay here. <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that. It's that kind of thing where you have the symbols, but then it's also when you are in conversation with people, they'll drop specific phrases in their speech. And you'll know that they are telling you something that other people wouldn't know. Okay. Like you need to get proficient with your whip. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but that is a really good idea to like keep your ear to the ground of the underworld to know what like rumblings there are because we already know that Calvin's a shady ass bitch. So <laughs> it's true. I will. What is your your passive perception is sixteen. So I will take that into account into account while you are going around Lux that you are actively keeping your ears out and your eyes out for anything thieves can't related with your passive perception sweet thank you mm-hmm. you uh what's it called saf is from lux right i'm from i think we agreed upon this where uh gizmo borough is the borough for artificers but i kind of our estate was on the shore of gizmo borough overlooking and next to lux yeah, it's at the confluence or the the meeting place of uh, Gizmoboro Lux and the uh, Veiled City. As a copper mantle, would I know like what other boroughs' copper mantles are like? Like what they're like, or maybe Ord or or Sokoba would know like what the what the presence of copper mantles is like in Lux. Like, are are there like more than there would normally be because it's such a rich place? Or, uh. Who's the Consul of Lux? The Consul of Lux is Samira Ashkani IV. That's a cool-ass name. She is a noble who lives on the east side of the western part of the borough. So she's just north of Lake Lux is where the Ashkani estate is. It's very close to the Luxon Canal. Mm. Uh, so that's what that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw the word estate. I just didn't see the other word. Yeah, the Ashkani estate. Oh, so she she rich bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> um, Lux is made up of multiple different noble families that each occupy a borough within a borough, if you will. So if you look at the, the map that is provided on villageidiotpodcast.com, you'll see that in Lux, there are a lot of uh, plateaus that butt up against the archives, and the family owns the each noble family owns that whole stretch of land. So, who owns where we're going to be landing? It's one of the minor noble families. You wouldn't know their name off the top of your head unless you were from Lux. Yeah. So then, do is it? Do they have more like private security, or are there is there a copper mantle presence? Talking with Ord and Sokoba, you find that the copper mantle presence in Lux is more like a hired bodyguard situation, with you know the the consul being one of the the heads of these noble families. She allows the other noble families to pretty much police themselves, and so when it comes to like thieves' presence, the it depends on the family, whether or not they want to try and root out that thievery or whether they want to kind of indulge in it. Mm. So then are we going to have to be like, like less on our guard then because they're not, isn't like, they're not like patrolling the streets, like as in fellows or are they more just protecting like where the families are? Ord says that so long as you're not, actively against the families and you lay low you should generally be okay but still be on watch because you never know 
yeah. if the yeah. era if the area that you're passing through is uh one of those uh corrupt families gotcha i don't know about you jordan but i'm getting some real dantooine vibes from knights of the old republic you remember <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> nice nerds just wanted to yeah that was fun did you just say nerds em? <laughs> on a D podcast <laughs> there's a line uh so was this enough time to craft my this is probably going to take a couple of days to at least to sail right so was this enough downtime to do the thunder cannon pistol combination and uh an exoskeleton suit ish kind of thing the exoskeleton suit is going to take a pretty long time for you to craft we're going to use similar rules for that as um, you would for uh, crafting or creating a golem. I don't know if you've ever looked at what it takes to create a golem, but it's no. it's kind of a lot. <laughs> but it's not going to... So because it'll be powered by you, it's not going to take as much as it would to create a golem. So I will get you those specifics. But no, you would not have enough time to finish it. You could feasibly start it but i don't know how you would transport it could i do one of those cool things where it's like similar to the assassin's creed um knife popping out from the the forearm where i just press a button and all of a sudden the exoskeleton just erupts from my body and i just all of a sudden an exoskeleton i would say it's more iron man yeah so you're saying that you'd be you'd be carrying some sort of pack that would, when you utter a command word, it pops out and you kind of jump up into the exosuit. Yeah, certainly like an Iron Man situation, as Emily was saying. Yeah, I'll allow it. Like you always have an action readied. It, it will still take a good amount of time to make, but if you're going to be carrying it on your back, you know, I'll, I'll allow it. <gasps> you're going to be getting a cart here soon, and you've got, you know, the twins that you can strap stuff to and... You know, they can carry stuff for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't seem to be burdened like a uh, similarly sized creature would. I don't know how you feel about strapping stuff to ammo ferric, but uh, it seems a little disrespectful. I'm not going to tell you what to do, though. I'll be carrying a backpack. What makes him too good to be carrying a backpack? Yeah. No, that is right. You, you, you did scramble up him uh, at the end of last week's episode, and he allowed it. So Any dignity he had is already lost. If he's not in his uh, big boy body, he uh, he has no dignity. Is that what it is, Drew? Yes. All right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so you all do all of this stuff during your your trek, and you, after about a ten day, you finally make landfall on the eastern shore of the archive, or not the archives of Lux, and. It is real fancy looking. So the eastern shore of Lux, uh, if you imagine there are palm trees everywhere, it looks like what you imagine a resort would be like, but it's the whole part of the city. Everything is immaculately kept. You don't see a single piece of rubbish anywhere. No banana peels on the streets like you would see in Fellows. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing like that. Super fancy. Yeah, the, all of the shopkeepers uh, that are selling their wares have, if they're not in a storefront, 
they have very nicely appointed carts that are pulled by very nice horses. There are no mules anywhere. You don't see anyone carrying livestock around or anything like that. There's no people trying to sell chickens out of the back of a cart or anything like that here. We certainly don't fit in. (laughs) (laughs) We probably look like shit. (laughs) Yeah, getting off the... uh, at the, the harbor is a, a little strange, too, because um, usually you'd see the or you'd hear the the seamen shouting at each other about, uh, you know, getting the goods on and off. But everyone is very everyone is very cordial here. Everyone is disciplined and they're all doing exactly what they need to do. And it's it's kind of eerily quiet, but it's very hustle and bustle. So I want to turn to Fira. And I want to give her one of the bigger gems, the bigger gem that I have. And I want to say, I know that we put you through a lot these last, what was it been, like a week? It's been around 20 days at this point. Two oh, days. Jesus. <laughs> okay. You set out from the Grand Harbor of Fellows, and it was two days later that you were shipwrecked. And then you were on the Bulwark Isles for three days, and then it was another, like, 10-day. Yeah, so I kind of just want to be like, I know, I know we've all been through a lot and, you know, if we hadn't have asked you to take us, that you probably wouldn't have gotten into that whole mess. So, for your troubles. <laughs> wow, this is, that's, uh, that's real, that's real nice of you, Scar. You know, if you ever need a ship, y'all are always welcome. Yeah. Especially if you've got more of these. And she looks it up, <laughs> holds it up to the sun. <laughs> Well, any friend of Agamir's is a friend of mine. <laughs> the bone fly will always be there for you. We appreciate it, Fira. And Agamir goes up and uh, can I, I, I'm going to hug her and pick her up mm-hmm. and then put her back down. Scary. <laughs> Agamir, you know I hate that, but <laughs> I'm going to miss you. It was good to see you. I miss you too. Take care of yourself and the crew. I know you will. Yeah, you, you too. Oh, hey, if you ever uh, make your way up to the Harbor Coast, I hear that uh, Amethyst Wishes hit some hard times. Might be for sale. Whoa. Well, now. Just uh, in case you were wondering, you know, you seem so at home on, on the Bonefly, and uh, just, I figured that you should be one of the first to know. Huh. I've, I've, been, I've been keeping it kind of quiet, but. Well, I had no idea. That's yeah. Was she kind of gets? Uh, she stands on a, a crate and gets up close to your ear and says, "Yeah, I heard it was um, impounding, actually." Hmm. So old Cap, uh, Cap wasn't doing so hot. No kidding. Got themselves in some uh, hot water, and uh, you know the Amethyst Wish. It's a good ship. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a uh, so many memories. I'll, I'll, I'm never gonna forget that ship. It was my first ship. I was gonna explode. I mean, honestly, <laughs> for the Harbor like, Coast immediately. Uh, guys, he's, he's about you, to blow you, a load now. You, you, <laughs> you guys even need me here? Like, <laughs> like I'm good. He's like, I'm running to the Harbor Coast right now. <laughs> Let's go to the bank, guys. Can we put it on? He's like, lock that down for me, Fear, if you can. Put it on layaway. I, I'm good for it. <laughs> you know what, Aggie? I'll I'll do my best, and she. Pat your shoulder as she hops down off the crate. Put it on layaway. 
All right. And so she uh, she heads on to the bone fly, gives you all a, a wave. You see Yan up in the crow's nest. He goes, hey, hey, bye. This, it was fun. I was about to be like, yo, my boy Yan. It was fun traveling with all of you. <laughs> I hope you have a good time. Bye. Me, me and my boy Yan, we, we had some good times watching Keep in Watch with each other. <laughs> Bye. 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 Jeff the dwarf is there and he says, I'll never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep the axe. It was his already, so of course he can. <laughs> he says thanks anyway. <laughs> uh, good times with that axe. Yeah. I miss that crew. Yeah. They were good people. Uh, the the bone fly sails off to the uh to the east, and then you see it turn north and it's heading up to the Mithril Peninsula. It's a wonderful bone and wood hull <laughs> catching the light in, in such a way that makes it look like it's uh I don't know. Super majestic. Super majestic, yeah. Uh, I was going to say on fire, and then I was like, that's a little rough. Good lord. <laughs> gleaming? Gleaming. Yeah, it's, it's gleaming. Word. Yeah, it's gleaming. It, um, it's like refle- reflecting all the light. And it's, it's, it's on it, fire, it, but not bad. Glis- glistening? Yeah. Glistening, glistening, yeah. Glistening. Glistening, gleaming, you know. It's, it, it's, it's very nice. It's a very picturesque moment. And uh, it fades from view, and you all are... Now in Eastern Lux. Fancy town. The fancy town. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Rob, not Rob. I was not going to say Rob. Did Ord and Sokoba stay with them? No, they got off with you. Sorry. I should mention that. Sorry. Ord and Sokoba are with you. Do we know where they're going to go? Um. Well, I hadn't really thought of where we were going to go. I guess we'll have to. I was going to ask if they could stay with Fear. <laughs> At least for a while. <laughs> I forgot to. Oh, well, that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. You're welcome. Um, I feel like, because I, I got like 15, well, now 14 gems. I'm going to give them each a gem so that they can have some money, I feel like. Use your allowance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saving my life. <laughs> I think rent is a little more expensive here. Nah, but I mean, like, at least they'll have money to travel somewhere. Because I know Ord's got all those safe houses set up in places and things like that, you know, down in Fellows. Maybe he knows of some other places, but he needs money to travel or, you know, like, get some clothes for them to keep incognito. Like, I need, you know, I want to make sure he's okay. Speaking of clothes, I would like to look around and see what everyone's wearing compared to us. Yeah. They are... (laughs) The clothing that they're wearing is much nicer than what you all are wearing. You all stick out like a sore thumb. Ah, uh, a shopping episode. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do a shopping episode. I'll just say Come that you all get... What? You want montage. to? <laughs> yeah, we're going to we montage some, it. Yeah, like a, an Amanda Bynes movie from the 2000s. <laughs> like that whole scene where she goes to the like little like uh outside uh mm-hmm. flea market thing with her dad and and she goes behind wants. a curtain to tie something around her waist yeah, yeah it's very weird <laughs> let's do that i don't i feel like i don't really want to get fancy dress but just dressed 
to the fact where that you can't really tell what I look like without taking my hood off or something. Yeah. Um, so when I say that you all are like, you look way worse than the people around, like the people around aren't dressed fancy. You all had been shipwrecked on the island for a while and you'd been out on, on open water for the last, the better part of 10 days. And uh, you, it, you look a little rough. Yeah. We also got electrocuted by a dragon. Yeah, you've all got some uh, stubble going on, and um, there's, uh, you know, ribs in your clothes. I have some stubble going on. (laughs) I was going to let it go. I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) No, you've all got stubble going on. No, I mean, you know, like, I could probably, like, braid my pit hair. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Nice. Yeah, you all find uh, a, a place to get clothes. You find a place to sell your gems. Um, Do we? So, yeah. yeah, there's there's one of the shop fronts is actually a uh, a jeweler. They have uh, a great many gemstones. Some are even larger than the ones that you have of all sorts of colors. One of them catches Saf's eye. Oh. Because it is, it's not a deep blue, but it is blue. I'm listening. <laughs> it's, it's very nice looking. Does it? It's uh, Does it gleam? It it gleams and glistens, not unlike the bone fly as it sailed off into the distance. So it is about half of the size of the the red gems that you all have, and it is it has been masterfully cut. Okay. Square cut, princess cut, like... <laughs> Shaped like the heart of the ocean. <laughs> no, it is not the heart of the ocean. It's not the heart of Tefiti either, because it's not green. Tefiti. <laughs> okay. Uh, so how much did you say that these gems, these original gems that we got were worth each? They're each worth 100 gold. Okay. So I got 1,200 gold now? Mm-hmm. If you sell all of them. Fuck yeah. I sell all my gems. 1200 yep. as well. <laughs> yeah. 800. Same, but I only have 600. Damn you larger people. It's not larger people, it's that I rolled a higher number than you. <laughs> I can only carry so much. I'm a halfling. Yeah. And I took the gems from the, that room that we got trapped in cuz you know. All right. I go up to the shopkeep. I ponder at the I'm assuming it's just the sapphire. No like crazy name or anything, right? It's not a sapphire. It's not deep enough to be a sapphire. So what's the name of this gem? Is it the color of my eyes? Like a lightish mid-blue? Yes, it is. It's it's very similar to the to the color of your eyes. Oh my god. I've been saying all along that your eyes are like two beautiful gems. <laughs> I look up at Scar. <laughs> not, not, I'm saying that in real life. Dummy. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the shopkeep says, So you like what you see here, huh? Uh, this one is uh, one of our finest tourmalines. Tourmaline? Tourmaline. It comes uh, from high in the mountains of the Anvil. You see, out in the Mithril Peninsula, it takes... Our craftsmen days to cut these gems in such a way that they sparkle like this. She holds them up to the light 
and you see it's just it shines and sparkles even more once it's up at the it's light. Multifaceted. It, it's, it's multifaceted. It's almost blinding. Pity. The precious. So you like this, huh? This is uh, this is one of our smaller ones, but uh, wait, I'll sell it to you for a fair price. It's all right. What would you consider a fair price, though? Oh well, uh, nothing less than a, a thousand gold pieces. <clears throat> I, I say, hold on one second. I walk up to Agamir. <laughs> hey, Agamir, you remember when you uh, when you said you might be able to help the girl out? What? No. Uh, that you owed <laughs> me uh, something blue for that for that Idrinden <sighs> thing. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> I uh. Just in case I can't get him down from a thousand. I do remember, Saf. I never forget a promise. <laughs> Stares into the sun. No, I'm just kidding. But um, is this really the is this really your the blue that you want? Is this, <laughs> does this really compare to what was lost? <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Roll a roll a uh, patience is a virtue. You know, I'll, uh, I'm just going to let this play out without any rolls because it's fun. <laughs> Y'all are talking in character and I love it. You're like the little girl in Despicable Me. It's so fluffy, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, is this gem big enough or small enough to make a necklace out of it for a halfling, feasibly? It would be a fairly large necklace, but yeah, you could do that. Hmm. Yeah, these are what they look like. Oh, that's like aquamarine. That's really pretty. Oh my god! So for the <laughs> listeners, Nate just pulled up uh, pictures of tourmaline gems, which I suggest you do too because they are absolutely fucking gorgeous. Yeah, do a Google image search for light blue tourmaline, and you'll you'll see what we what we're looking at. Damn, Justin, if your eyes really did look like that, I'd never stop staring at you. <laughs> have you seen someone whose eyes look like that it's creepy yeah. they look almost milky and it's weird justin's eyes are more of a blue gray yeah they change color though depending on what i'm wearing yeah that's fair i like the darker blue eyes the super super light blue where it's like almost white it's creepy <laughs> you're, you're in luck because i have brown eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah Same. that's why i married you on purpose i was like no creepy eyes done justin don't do this to agamir he literally just got some money like <laughs> If you can talk her down and you still need some help to cover it, maybe. Don't spend your 600 gold on <laughs> Don't forget, shit. we also have hero points that we can exchange for gold. Uh, Do that you have is any hero true. points? Uh, you have as many hero points as you had when you were fighting the dragon. You have not gained any more quite yet. But we have leveled up, right? You have leveled up, so your your pool is larger. Um, so you didn't gain two when you leveled up, so you've still got, like, what, four or three, whatever you yeah. I have five. I was at max. I have five, too. I have three. Yes, I have... Uh, I used some of my hero points, so I currently have three. Um, so that's 200 gold per hero point, if I recall, correct? Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot. You can do that. Yeah, that is true. Don't do it, You can Justin. exchange it for gold. Stop it. I'm having, I'm having an inner... It's one, it's, right one, it's 100 gold per hero point. Yeah. 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 So uh, for those of you who who may not 
remember, I, I set up a, a homebrew rule similar to inspiration, but it, it applies more to um, actions rather than RPing as your character, I guess. It's kind of a weird distinction, but... So anyway, you can ha you have as many hero points as you have levels, and you can use the points to boost your rolls plus two per point. Uh, you can use it after you roll, but before you know if you've succeeded or failed. And also, one hero point converts to 100 gold. And the only way to get more hero points is to do cool shit. <laughs> uh, and they don't restore after a long rest. I'm going to walk over to Saf and I'm going to put my hand on her. Because I feel like I've now become Saf's, like, conscience voice. Like, I'm trying to protect her from herself. And I'm just going to be like, girl, you just got your hands on some money. We need some, <laughs> we need, we need to be responsible. I need you to uh, stop looking at the shiny things. We've got more important things to buy. I uh, I look at Scar and I look back at the gem with the guy and I look back at Scar and I'm like, let me see what I could do. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, though. And then I uh, walk back up to the guy. Uh, it's a lady, but okay. I walk back up to the lady. Sorry. Okay. So what do you think? You got the uh, you got the coin. I'm pondering, so I'm like stroking my chin, and I'm like, it's a bit small. For a thousand. I assure you that this is a, a fine price for a gem of this size. Believe me, I've been doing this a long time, child. How long is a long time? Y you know elves live a long time, correct? Yeah, but I don't know. Is this a recent hobby or profession, or did you, uh... A hobby? My good lady, I am no hobbyist. I am one of the greatest gem cutters in all of Lux. And you have the audacity to call me a hobbyist? You know what? Uh, you're right. This one is not a thousand gold. I, I mispriced it. Uh, this is 1,200 gold pieces. <laughs> I look at her and I... Oh, man. <laughs> Out of character. She's pissing me off. <laughs> All right. So, uh... I look at her and I go, Do you think this is the first time I've ever bought gems... I know this is not worth a thousand. You're right. It's worth twelve hundred. I'm about to get real pissed and just pick Saf up and like, like walk her ass outside. You can try and roll a, pers a persuasion or a performance to try and uh, talk her down off this ledge that you've uh, pushed her up towards. No, nah, I'm just gonna grab her ass and just take her outside. <laughs> oh, I was talking to uh, to Saf about oh. trying to talk down the uh, the jeweler. Yeah, backstory-wise, you don't want to get between her and something blue and shiny. So, uh, can I roll a persuasion, then, instead? Yeah, you can do that. And I would like to say, 1,200's a bit steep. How about 800? Well, you know, maybe I was a little unfair to you. It's just, it's been a long day, and I haven't, I, I haven't had lunch yet. So I was... It's a little hangry, I guess, so... Oh, I'll... I tell you what. Um, I pull out a Snickers. I'll, I'll do 800 if you have anything else to trade. Do you have anything curious that might be uh, interesting? Anything that you may have found in your... And she looks you up and down in your uh, tattered clothes, and she says, Travels. So I put my 
my bag down on the ground and I, uh, I pull an energy stone out just perfectly enough so that she can see it's glowing in my hands, like radiantly. They don't glow when they're not inside a shield colossi. What? They're just perfectly smooth. What did I say? They were coconut sized stones. Perfectly smooth with a very tight grain structure. Would you like these very round balls? Yeah, no, that's less interesting than I thought it was going to be. You don't know until you show her. Yeah, show her your balls. <laughs> They're there smooth and round. I pull out two of them, and I <laughs> go up to her, and I'm like, you know, these are very special to me. So you, these, have, an, uh, so, so you have an energy stone? Oh my god, she knows what it is. <laughs> so you know what these are? Where did you find this? In our travels. Would you be willing to part with them? How many do you have? Just the two on me. And these are the ones I'd be willing to part with. But, uh, you know, these are very special to me. Uh, If this is is truly an energy stone, I, I would give you this gem for both of those stones. Sounds like a good deal. These do not. These don't come up very often. These are these are highly sought after in the in the stone cutting and gemology, you know, parts of the world. Much like in real life, my husband is really bad at haggling. Yeah, I'm seriously awful at haggling. Hey, this is practice at haggling. We stumbled into it. Okay, um, so I'll I could part with these two for the gem and a nice necklace piece so that I could make this into a nice necklace. You know what? You've you've got yourself a deal. I will... I just need to run a test on these to make sure that they are what you say. And, uh, uh, absolutely. The the gem in the chain are yours. She goes and gets a... What looks like a... It's... It looks like a hot plate, basically. But it's not a hot plate. (laughs) It's brass, and it's shaped in, in roughly the size of a, a small dinner plate. All around it are various gems around the outside, and within the, in the middle of it, there's a, a recess, a bowl, if you will. And you can see various runes along the inside and outside of it. And she places one of the energy stones in it, and you see that it immediately lights up as if it was put into a, a shield colossi. And she does that to both of the stones. And she says, remarkable. These, these are in fine working order. Usually they're, they've got a crack or they're broken and they, they, they can't hold on to the energy. But these are in pristine condition. So we have ourselves a deal. And she holds out her hand. I say, give me, give me one second. May I, may I see that, that plate that you had put it on real quick? Uh. Sure. Why do, do you need to see this? Just really curious as to uh, as to what this says. It's an energy transference plate. Surely you wouldn't mind if I just uh, take a look at and read it real quick. Um, you, you can try. I mean, no one knows what these runes say anymore. Ooh, Is Drew ooh. anywhere near me? <laughs> Emily's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I can read. I do. I do. Okay. So may I may I see that real quick? 
you know, just leave it on the counter here and you can, you know, take any look that you need to. Okay. I, I walk over to Drew and I, and I whisper to her, can you read these real quick? I whisper back, I can read anything. (laughs) On the inside, the runes say an old common place energy stone here. And along the outside, it says, if your energy stone does not turn on, try another stone. (laughs) Always reading so much into things, Justin. All right. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't something evil. All right. Cool. Thanks, Drew. And I walk back to her and I I go, I think we have a deal. Excellent. So for the, uh, the gem and the necklace, two energy stones. And I hold out my hand. She shakes it and uh, pulls the energy transference plate back and uh, takes the energy stones. And yeah, she uh, goes into a back room and comes back out to uh, sell her wares to the other people along the street. And leaves you to your own devices. Okay, bye. All right. I just ruined the entire economy of Lux. So <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> so now that we did that, let's go. We need some good clothes, like... Ones that don't look like we've been homeless for a year. Mm-hmm. And I need a hella good cloak to like hide my big old horns and yeah. my big red face. <laughs> yeah. You all find uh, appropriate traveling gear for yourselves that's in good, uh, well-kept condition. Uh, it only sets you back about 20 gold. For Saf, it sets her back 15 because they have to use less material for halflings. Okay. so I slick my hair back. <laughs> oh my god. You look great. You don't look like yourself. That's all you need to do. Agavir's going through a phase. Can we find someone that knows how to uh, leather work? Yes. However, uh, Agamir sees something. Thieves can. <laughs> what do you see? Uh, what, do your, what do your thieves' eyes see? <laughs> you notice that on the, one of the posts of a pub nearby, there is the thieves can't symbol scratched into the the frame for uh, help the the symbol that says that someone inside will help you hmm. okay interesting well we need a place to sleep so we might as well go here but i want to find out the dragon place okay it's the post yeah. on the on the it's the post for the inn okay yes it is called the lonely elephant's pub the lonely <laughs> elephant's Okay. I turn to the rest of the group and I'm like, hey everyone, I uh, think we should stay here for the night. I've got a feeling about it. I've never trusted your instincts before, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> I hope they have good drinks. I'm feeling great right now. So we know about it, but then can we find a place for this dragon hide and then come back? So it seems like ed- anywhere you go here in the in Lux is just filled with shops and little boutiques and all of these types of shops. So you, you've got your your pick of leather workers. Uh, you find one that specializes in dragon hide and dragon scale. Yeah. I want to t- I want uh dragon hide armor. Hmm. A fighter like you, dragon hide, huh? Not dragon you you don't want the dragon plate? Sure, dragon plate do that. Well, okay, okay, it'll it'll be a pretty penny, but I can well, I can make it for you. What's a pretty penny? 
Well, let me tell you. Let me just bring out my book here. And he goes back and into a back room. A lot of back rooms here in Lux are very private. And then comes back out and has a big leather-bound book, slams it down on the table in front of you. Okay, let me see here. So would you like just the dragon plate for a breastplate or half plate? Do you want full plate? What are we talking here? How what would you is, like? How much is the full plate? Oh, the full plate. Very good. You have, Yeah, you have just enough here for the full plate. Oh, and we've got a deal here um, with uh, the full plate. So if you if you purchase and have me craft you full plate armor, uh, I'll throw in a shield for free. It'll only set you back fifteen hundred gold. One thousand. Uh, uh, excuse me. You heard me. What? Are you trying to intimidate him? Yes. <laughs> All right, roll me an intimidation, please. Please don't. I would like something too. Is it, d- d- does she get some kind of a discount for providing the material? Since it doesn't have to come out of his stuff. Are you asking him? I'm asking Scar out. Of, asking Nicole out of character. I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. That's why I'm haggling. Intimidating isn't haggling. It's a form of haggling. It's yeah. the kind of haggling that he wouldn't do anything else for anybody. Hmm. That's fair, 19. but Nathan did say they were a bunch of other shops. Uh, yeah. That's a 19. Uh, um, you, you know what? For you, I can certainly do a thousand, since you, you have been so kind as to bring me all of the material. Yes, a thousand it is. Shake on it. He, he holds out his hands, and you shake hands. He uh, takes your measurements and writes you a receipt with his signature on it. And he asks you to sign it as well. How long does it take? Well, you, you see, it will, will take some time, at least a few days. I am quite skilled and swift. They don't call me their swift fingers for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll another intimidation and say tomorrow. <laughs> My God. Okay. <laughs> Sporg. Guy. Natural twenty. God. Uh, you, you, any, anything for you? Uh, you have been such a, a kind patron. You know, it really isn't very often that I see dragon scale of this caliber. And you know, I just am going to drop off my work, and I'm going to get this done for you tomorrow by mid midday. I'm going to start right now. Please leave, and I will get this started on this. Well, you guys wanted something too, right? Yeah, I, I can't work on anything else. This is all I'm doing. <laughs> we'll Clearly, I'm taking shop. no commissions at this time. Do I have to go to another shop then? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Okay. Damn it. Uh, if you if you don't want to haggle, I'll just tell you what y'all have to do. Yeah. Just tell us, yeah, how much we owe for what we have. I'm good. What does everyone want? I just want better armor. I, I think I, ha- I currently have on a, it says chain shirt. I feel like that's not right. So your chain shirt is 13 plus your dex modifier max 2. The best, quote-unquote, best armor you can get would be half plate, which would be 15 plus your dex modifier max 2. Okay. But you would have disadvantage on stealth rolls. Hate that. Okay. 
the highest without disadvantage would be a breastplate, which would be 14 plus your dex modifier max 2. Okay, cool. If you want to get the breastplate, that'll set you back 400 gold. Yes, that's what I want to do. What's my, uh, what do you call it, with the shield and the full plate, what is my modifier going to be? The full plate is going to give you disadvantage, but any heavy armor is going to give you disadvantage. Yeah. Your AC would be, the full plate made from the dragon scale is going to be plus one armor, so your AC will be 18 plus one, so 19, and then your shield will give you plus two. So my AC is now 21 with that? Yes. God damn. <laughs> and what's my disadvantage? Stealth? Yeah, stealth disadvantage. Ah, whatever. Which you already have. So yeah, and Agamir, you wanted some armor made? I would. I'd, I'd like the equivalent of studded leather. Okay, so 12 plus your dex. And then would it, would it be plus one armor because it's dragon? Yep, the dragon hide armor would be plus one. Cool. So, and that'll set you back a whopping 45 gold. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Saf, anything? Yes. I would like a pauldron, please. I'm going to make it difficult for you. Okay. What are you trying to get with this pauldron? What is your current armor situation? Okay, well, I currently have studded leather. So what's that? 12 plus dex. Mm-hmm. Right? So 16. Are you just trying to buy a pauldron or are you trying to have one made? From the dragon scale that I have, the little okay. dragon scale that I have. I'm going to homebrew this real quick. If this breaks the game, don't blame me. <laughs> I'm going to make an extra thing here called extras. And it is going to be a pauldron. Will be It'll give you a plus one AC. However, because it is going to be made from that dragon hide, it'll be one plus one. So plus two. It's basically like having a shield. Nice. You can only wear a pauldron if you are not using a shield and you are not wearing any plate. So no breastplates, half plates, full plates, anything like that. Yeah, no, that's fine. I could wear it with my studded leather, right? Yeah. So that's plus one to the pauldron, but you said something about a shield? So the pauldron itself is just a plus one. Anyone can buy a pauldron and get plus one to their armor class. But you can't wear a pauldron and a shield. Okay. So it'll just give you that plus one. So it's actually, because you're making it out of that dragon hide, you're getting an additional plus one because it's made out of that magical material. So you get plus two, so it's technically like a shield. And Agamir isn't wearing a shield or anything like that. So if you'd like, you could also get a pauldron. I would also like a pauldron. Cool. Yeah, so when I... So 10? Yeah, it's going to be similar to a shield, so 10 gold. Anyone else want to get anything while we're here? Um, I just want to make sure Drew has, like, a cloak and something to, like, put over her head. Yeah, that's included okay. with the cost of all the clothes that you got. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, so you all look super fresh, super fly. These are the fanciest clothes that a lot of you have ever seen. Maybe not Saft, but, um, or at least... The fanciest clothes you've ever worn. For sure, the fanciest clothes Drew's ever worn. Yeah, and so everyone's... The leather stuff isn't going to take nearly as much time. Uh, the full plate is, you know, the thing that would take the longest, and it'll be done by midday tomorrow. Everyone else's stuff will be done by tomorrow as well for the leather and the pauldrons. 
Drew, you have your new breastplate because you just bought it off the rack. So, you all are now newly equipped, or on your way to be newly equipped. Where are y'all heading now? Back to the pub? Yeah, I feel like we should, we could head back to the pub. Kind of home base. Sure. All right. Pauldron pals, high five. Do we have any of this armor yet, or is it still being crafted? No, it's still being crafted. But you can still high five because you're going to have Pauldron. Seth just says that on the way out. We will high five this. We will high five. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Perfect. So you head into the uh, into the pub. You're greeted by a very jovial bartender, and it's a human. And they are dressed in their finest finery, and they welcome you inside and say, "Hello, hello! Welcome to the Lonely Elephants Pub, the finest pub this side of Lux. How may I assist you today?" I'd like some ale. I was just going to say, a flagon of your finest ale. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Ales all around. Should I start a tab for you all? Will you be needing to stay the night? How can I help you? I am your humble servant. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love this guy. What's this guy's name? What's your name, friend? My name? Why? Why ever do you ask? The, oh, you, you would like to make friends with me, I'm sure. <laughs> My name is Telon. Telon the Humble. And he winks at all of you. So he winks four times or he winks generally at all four times? He, he winks generally in your direction. Okay, good. That's better. It's less weird. <laughs> I could just see him like winking down a line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a very smooth air about him. Like if he wasn't a bartender, he would definitely be a bard. Maybe he's a bard tender. Yeah. Uh, what is he? He is a human. Well, Telon, yes, we will t- We will need a room for the night. Perfect. Would you like a room for each of you or one for the lot of you? I don't know. How close did we get after our castaway adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've shared a room like plenty of all the other times, so we're good. Yeah, we can snuggle. How many beds are in a room sometimes? Oh, we can fit as many beds as you'd like, little lady. One very large bed. <laughs> <laughs> Cuddle party. Cuddle party. Yeah, like a big dog bed, basically. We do have the intimate suite available. Um, Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Does it have a heart-shaped bathtub? Uh, No heart-shaped bathtub, but we do have... About half of the room is bed. It's one very large construction that we had made just for those yearning for a spooning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does it say that like a needleprint on the wall, yearning for a spoon? No, he, sa- he says that. Spinning. He says that aloud. <laughs> I tried to have it called the spooning room, but uh, my associate just wouldn't have it. Rude. <laughs> I'm yearning for a spooning. <laughs> Half the room is a bed. Plenty of room. That sounds We're great. Good. We can spread out. <laughs> I mean, excellent. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll put it on your tab. We have a reputation at this hotel now. <laughs> Tillon goes into the back room of this tavern, the third back room that you've seen today, and he comes back with the ale that you all asked for in very ornate clay mugs. They're ornately glazed. They are beautiful, better than all of the you know the tankards that you've seen in all the other bars and taverns you've been in. 
Can I, like, survey the room? Yes, please do. So, 17. Okay. You survey the room. It is well-packed with patrons. It seems like people really like Telon a lot, and they like to be flattered when they are here. You see people of all uh, races and walks of life, if that's something that you can say here in Lux. No one doesn't look wealthy. Everyone looks as though they have a good bit of coin in their purse, uh, and they are drinking well and are making merry and eating and sitting by the fire, and everyone is kind of communal here. It's a, it's a very homey vibe that you're getting. You see in the corner uh, that Ord and Sokoba are sitting there under hooded cloaks. They apparently have also found their way into this particular pub. Hmm. I'd like to ask uh, the bartender, how much is the spoon room a night? Oh, the spoon room? You mean the intimate suite? Of course. Ah, uh, yes. It is It is merely 20 gold a night. Oh, okay. Okay. I'd like to ask Talon. Uh, I'd like to just kind of make small talk with him, but I'd like to sneak in a, a message in Thieves' Cant if I can. Um, just, mm-hmm. and... I guess that message would be, is this a place of help or like can, uh, you, you want to drop the hint that you are searching help from the thieves. Yes. Oh, well, my good sir. Yes, absolutely. Um, let me, uh, take you right this way. He leads you to, uh, under the stairs and he knocks on the, the stairs in a pattern and you hear knocking from under the stairs back in a pattern and, you hear a lock being undone. Hmm. Did we follow you? I don't know. Did you? I feel like I would have. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Were you talking? Did you walk away in front of us? Because then probably. Um, yeah, I followed Talon. And so anyone that felt like following, I think he's welcome. We were clearly at a group together. So I don't, would Talon have had objection? Clearly, we're sharing a bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a big ass bed. You all see that uh, a panel of the stairs opens up. It's You've got to like crouch to get through, not Saf, but uh, the rest of you would have to crouch to get through it. And you see that there is a flicker of candlelight coming from under the stairs. And you see a scaly hand, a small scaly hand, come out and says, Come inside. All right. I crouch down and head on in. Random question. Uh, where are the shield colossi right now? Uh, they are standing outside. Remember that they need to have a... If they can't get into a place, they need a line of sight on you. So they're looking through at you through the windows. Very creepy. Okay, just making sure. So, uh, it might be best if Scar doesn't go in. Yeah, probably. Alright, I'll stay up here just to make sure y'all are okay. Okay. Fill me in later. Okay. So you hear someone say, come inside. We go inside. I go inside. I implicitly trust the lizard folk. Is it a kobold or a lizard folk? I don't care. It has scaly hand. I trust it. It is a kobold, you see. It is a, like a burnt orange colored kobold. Uh, It looks to be getting on in years, which for a kobold is like 30. Hmm. And he... He sits you down. You see now that 
it looks like there's a sunken level underneath the tavern that kind of opens up, and you can see that there's a secondary floor that's underneath the main floor. It's not exactly a basement. It feels like a crawl space, but it also feels a little seedy, which is weird because it's the first time you felt that in Lux. Hmm. The cobalt says to you, the name's Va. What do you need help with? I couldn't help but notice the sign, the symbol outside. And in all honesty, I want to know, um, have you heard of any news of fugitives out of fellows? Yes. The new consul. <laughs> he spits. Of fellows has been looking for some fugitives. Hmm. How far, how far is that word spread? How far does Alari go? Fair enough. Shit. Well. If you've come looking for help, you've come to the right place. We're one of the headquarters for the Knights of Hilartha. Oh my god, it's the resistance. We found the resistance. We found the resistance, guys. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end. Wait, uh, he just said Knights of Hilartha. Hilartha. That's yes. important. That is very important. We, we found the resistance. We're looking for her writings. <laughs> we found the resistance. Nice. Awesome. Yep. That's where we're going to end. We had a nice little shopping episode and setting up the next part. Dope. I hope you all enjoyed this little bit slower paced episode. And I hope that you're excited for the next one. I hope my players had a good time playing and I sure had a good time DMing. I hope Justin has a good time editing. Um, yeah, I'm going to take like 20 minutes out of our entire exchange. Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's... Oh, just between you you and me as the jeweler and Saf? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, the village idiot this week is Saf <laughs> for insisting on haggling with uh, a jeweler for a, a gem that she doesn't exactly need, maybe. But you know what? She feels better on the inside. That's what matters. You feel better on the inside. Retail um, therapy. You know what? I'm, I'm actually going to revise my statement. You're still the village idiot, but um, not not for that reason. The the reason is that uh, you didn't you didn't try and see what any of the properties of this gem are. Um, so we'll get to that next episode. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> Why would a gem be so expensive? Hmm. So anyway, because it's pretty. <laughs> thank you all. <laughs> Sure. Thank you all so much for listening. I need a moment where Saf is holding her gem and I come over to it and she's like, it's so pretty. And I'm like, this magic is hell. <laughs> she's like, well, it's, not, it's just pretty. And I'm like, no, this is this is so much baby doll. This has so much magic. <laughs> I look up at Scar and this and I go, see, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Tune in next time for that to happen. <laughs> Again, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do so where, Nicole? Where does that happen? Uh, yeah, we got a Twitter, guys. You can go to Twitter and search at Village Idiot Pod to talk to us on there. Cool stuff up there. If you want to talk to me, Nicole, personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at jroma 20 I'm at Neurotic Good. I am at Village Idiots DM. And I am too too busy reconnecting with my roguish roots, hanging out in seedy taverns. Seedy basement taverns. Finding the resistance. <laughs> Finding the resistance. 
we we also have a website, uh, villageidiotspodcast.com. You can find the map that we were referring to a lot on there, as well as other artwork and the Village Idiots tally. And uh, bringing back Agamir's gold count for the ship. Coming in like 1,200 strong. <laughs> yeah, I've got money again. <laughs> and it seems like it might be on sale. Yeah, there you go. His dreams of owning his own boat are coming closer and closer. Hey, yo. Thanks for sticking around for this epic piece of bonus content we put together for you. We felt like, with where we are in the story, that now is the perfect time. So, I've got a question for you. Have you ever wondered what events might have transpired before Season 1? Maybe even very kind of specifically 10 years before Season 1? Well, maybe you're in luck because we might have kind of sort of already done a prequel campaign entitled... Into Depths and Darkness. Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your DM, Nathan. We have a, a group of adventurers that crew consists of Leandria, the elf cleric. So someone was trying to get by the beast. So this is this is the harp in front of Fluffy the three-headed dog guarding the sorcerer's stone. Ulfgar, the clanless, a dwarven monk. It could be a long, long, <laughs> long hole. What? I don't I didn't understand what he said. No, Who, speak me? up. Long hole. I think that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Kira, a dragonborn fighter. I'm pretty sure, like, we can go with, like, Pokemon battle logic where, like, we're going to be fighting rock monsters and electric don't do good against rock. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, that's sound logic. And Dr. Milo Thornburn, a halfling artificer. Tavern, bro. Oh, you said tavern. Taverns are uh, in inns. Tavern in and in. Yes, tavern in and in. Do you have any locals or regulars that come in here that would be interested in joining an adventure? Oh, you know, I do think there was someone who came through looking for some work. You recognize him by his copper mantle? Kelvin? Kelvin Boulderdown? Wasn't that weird? What could have transpired? Take a trip over to patreon.com slash villageidiotpod, where we've got all the episodes up and ready for you. Speaking of Patreon... Want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck, because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to DM Insights with Nathan and Behind the Screens, listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned. And don't forget, new year, new review, new shirt. It's 2020, y'all. Get those... Um, get those reviews. Tell us how good we are. Get those shirts. Get those reviews. No, don't tell us how good we are. Tell us your favorite moment. Tell us. Tell us what you liked about it you know tell us what makes you laugh yeah tell us what makes you laugh tell other people what is going to make them laugh make them laugh <laughs> by talking about what makes you laugh from what we did to make you laugh when does the awkward <laughs> bye part start because it feels like it started already no not yet you'll know don't 
Don't forget to tune in next week when we find out what the Knights of Halartha are all about and how they are the same thing that they just saw in the, the Bulwark Isles. Who, who knows? We'll see. Um, anyway, bye. 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 bye.